What's up, crew? Welcome to another Clover Tack podcast. It is February 17th, 2022. And a quick shout out to uh, all those you see it scrolling down below that are Patreon patrons, YouTube channel members, those that super chat, super thanks, and shop over at clovertack.com slash shop. Because the uh, podcast here, we don't monetize these, at least not on YouTube for a good reason. And uh, all of that does, of course, help us to continue to facilitate these conversations. Today's conversation, going to bring in Joshua with Freak Arms here in a minute, talk about accessories. So uh, if you're on replay, welcome as well. And keep in mind that if you do join us live, you get to answer the poll that is out on pretty much every one of these recordings that we do. You get to participate out there in the chat. So if you are live, Go ahead and uh, drop any questions as we're moving forward into the chat. I will flag those questions and we'll get those asked. Be patient because if it's something we've already covered or something that maybe is coming, uh, we will get to them. I don't want to interrupt the flow of the conversation uh, and uh, disrupt that in any way if I can help it. And then the poll out there, definitely got to mention that. Today's poll, do you like to accessorize your firearms? So we've got... um, Currently, 88% with uh, yes, I do, and 12% with no, I do not. I need to flip around something here on my uh, chat side, and it is uh, time. So let's bring in Joshua here from Breek Arms. How are you, man? Hey, Chris. Good. So uh, met up with you down uh, lower level, the garage, the dungeon, the whatever yep. you want to call it. Uh, there at the SHOT Show, we typically, in our little circle, call it the dungeon. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a chance, it was a chance meeting. Uh, I was walking around with Ghost Tactical. He, uh, needed to stop by and talk with, um, who was it? Mike? FM. Yeah, Foxtrot Mike. Foxtrot Mike. Yeah, Yeah, it was Foxtrot Mike. And there you were. So, um, Mm -hmm. Was that your first uh, shot, or had y'all been to shot before? Yeah, it was our first shot. Uh, nice. Paul Noonan from FM Products, he graciously gave us a little spot in his booth. And he's been kind of a mentor for me for the past few years. So right. been a huge one. Right. And did you get any time away from the, the your table there at the shot, or did you pretty much have to spend it all there minded yeah. stuff? No, I, I brought uh, a couple guys with me nice. so they could man the booth. And, and I can see why you call it the dungeon because there's a, if you go to the upper level, the upper echelon, yeah, <laughs> they have quite the booths. I've never seen anything like it. Well, it's just it's the, down there. Down there, it's the lower ceiling. And so yep. the lighting is not quite as good. Yeah, and... but hey, we're more down to earth people. Right. There. Just normal guys. So being your first shot show, and we are going to get into the the company and the products, but that being your first shot show, I want to I want to go down this lane just a little bit because sure. uh, I've been for quite a few years. This shot show to me was very special. Uh, I jokingly put out a video worst worst shot show ever, um, and a, a lot of people said right. A lot of people said it was going to be. A lot of people didn't show up because they thought it was going to be. And it, it quite possibly was the best SHOT Show ever in a lot of different ways. Uh, but I'm curious your experience. What did you think overall being the first time there? Um, well, first time, I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty, uh, I don't know what the right word is, spectacular. Probably not the right word. Overwhelming, maybe? Overwhelming, yeah, sure. So, uh, but a lot of guys that were there were saying it wasn't as busy. Uh, previous years, which actually I found kind of nice because I was able to spend some time with a lot of different customers um, instead of, you know, some shows I've been to, there's like, we're standing elbow to elbow and you get like five right. seconds with them and then, right. you know, you don't really yeah. get to have a conversation. So that yeah. was the plus side of it. Yeah. And that seemed to be a, uh, that seemed to be a common theme, honestly, with a lot of the dealers, vendors, manufacturers, exhibitors, whatever they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was there. They were like, well, you know, it's not as much traffic, but the traffic that we're getting is quality traffic. Yeah. Yep. Is, is, is kind of where, where the sentiment seemed to be. So, um, 
walking around the show, anything that, that sticks out as a newbie that, man, that was pretty awesome? Oh, man. I wish I remembered the company name. Uh, he had some very cool ideas. He had a bolt uh, that he could reverse to throw rounds left or right side, right mm -hmm. side and left side ejection. So he essentially had an upper receiver that had a hole cut through the ejection port. And he would right. just, by a flip of a button, he would reverse the bolt carrier to the other side. And wow. that was really cool. He was on the lower level with was us. That, well, that wasn't that wasn't fifty one fifty, was it? Yeah, it was. That's it. Was yep. it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They'll actually be. I think they're going to be. Are they or were they already? I can't remember on the uh, Ghost Tactical podcast. So okay. Uh, yeah, you were talking about that. I'm like, I remember that. I'm not yeah, a that. big. I'm not a big huge guy in the tactical world. So, um, I, I like what. Th those guys are doing because it's innovative. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but it's hard to get my attention to see that innovation because that's, I'm more the shotgun revolver lever action guy, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it gets, uh, it gets a little crazy sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the show. You were there for the whole show, I'm guessing, right? Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah, Friday was seemed to be extremely laid back <laughs> this yeah. year, so uh, that's yeah. always nice. So let's jump into uh, a little bit with uh, with Breek Arms, and uh, yeah, give us a little rundown of where you guys out of, a little bit of the, the company history, what what started everything and got the ball rolling. Yeah, um, well, the a little bit about, I guess it kind of starts with myself. I don't necessarily talk about myself that often but uh, i did start the company uh, a few years ago beaver creek minnesota is on the southeastern corner of minnesota and it's kind of out here in the boondocks there's uh it's a town of 299 and i had a couple boys so i think i put us over 300 right so uh i understand <laughs> I'm, from a, I'm from a similar area so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we like it out here i'm i uh i'm kind of this is my cup of tea i grew up in a small town right and not this small but moved here uh after school and have lived here ever since now did uh you know what started with you know with the whole idea of kicking the business off was it something that you'd worked in previously and wanted to work for yourself or did you see kind of a a hole in a market or what was the story there? Yeah. So yeah, it was a couple things. And so I, after college, I was a banker oh. for a couple of years and that didn't quite suit me. So I'm sure my old boss, if he sees this, he's going to roll his eyes and laugh. <laughs> right. right. Anyway, I, the business started in about really 2015, but, uh, so I was a, I was a banker for a couple of years and, uh, then I started, I, as I was a banker, I kind of started this company and, and quit, uh, you know, after doing that a couple of years. So it started off with, uh, our charging handle, our Warhammer charging handle. That's kind of the most popular one, or that's what right. we're known for, uh, design that had some help from a guy from my college town. He was, he owns a machine shop. Mm -hmm. And so we got a few prototypes made and kind of started selling units. He was helping me make them and then uh i don't know i'd say year year later i got my best friend from high school and we went to college together got him talked into uh quitting his cush engineering job and <laughs> him and i have kind of been running the company for three years now awesome hindsight well, he probably wasn't a good idea he should not have quit but he did so <laughs> right i'm glad uh, he did We've got Southpaw out there. Not a question, but a comment. It says uh, Warhammer CH is awesome. It says I've got uh, one. I got one, and then picked up a awesome. another. So there yeah. we go. We've got a uh, test testimony out there, which is uh, which is Good. awesome. Um, so what was the idea with the Warhammer specifically? So I do a lot of uh, coyote hunting around mm -hmm. here, and then I also do a lot of deer hunting. Uh, we, we call it West River, so it's South Dakota. So South Dakota's right next to Minnesota. 
if you paid attention geography class in fourth grade and I did not. So, uh, so West river is, is the West side of the Missouri and my buddy's dad, he owns like a thousand acres out there. And we've been deer hunting since I was like 13 or 14. Uh-huh. So it's been what, 15 years now that I've been doing that. And we do a lot of cow hunting out there too. And I always had bigger optics just cause I was kind of a, I don't know, nerd about uh-huh. uh, rifle hunting. And I never could quite grab my charging handle, even with like some of the, some of the other charging handles drop in ambidextrous ones out there. I just never felt like I could get that charging handle fast enough. Right. You know, you jump out of the, we call it the mongoose, but it's just our side by side. You jump right. out and you rack it. Uh, and so that's kind of where the design idea came from. Yeah. And up there, you probably, I'm guessing maybe have gloves. Quite yeah. Often. Huge ones. Probably, it's freezing you? cold. So yeah. 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 Uh, so we've got uh, Calaveras out there. He says, "What uh, what's innovative about the charging handle? So obviously you wanted to solve the, you know, being able to get to it with optics in a way issue. Yep. Um, is there anything that, you know, you've yep. seen and you said, hey, this, this is not in the market. We need to do it this specific way. Yeah, there was. So it's got a few features so we so the the latches we kind of set them back a little bit farther so it's easier and then it kind of curls around i don't know if i can't do this on the camera right it curls around and so it's easier your hand doesn't slip off the edge and then we have pretty aggressive serrations in there especially with gloves on so it's pretty popular among competition shooters too but really was designed for hunting at first right um so we have so that's one feature then we have a lifted back kind of shelf that covers up the whole of the upper that's pretty common mm-hmm. in ambidextrous charging handles it's also ambidextrous so you pull on the left it'll open you pull on the right that latch will open and so you can operate it one-handed um it's got uh, a gas relief <laughs> i got a couple of better ways of saying that because gas relief you know right. sometimes pepto-bismol is kind of what comes to mind but <laughs> all right some relief cuts in there that help with suppressor gas if you're running suppressed and so they'll oh, okay. push it to so there's that little loop right there by your mouse there's a cut on the underside too so it's a pretty big hole there gas is kind of just goes towards the path of of least resistance so right you know gas is going to start flying out the right side not the best for left-handed shooters sorry guys we'll, we'll make one later but <laughs> the right. the gas you know, that cut that actually had been patented um, and the 20 year patent ran up on it, you know, a few years ago. So we uh, uh, decided to now that it's open source, we can incorporate that. Yeah. 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 And, and then, I mean, material 7075 aluminum, that's kind of what all the higher end ones uh, run with. You can't really do 6061 in a charging handle because especially with like nine millimeters, they'll start to bend. And oh, wow. then okay. you get them lodged. Yeah, you get them lodged in your upper. Yeah. Um, and then the price point really is is the biggest thing. I mean, we're our MSRP is $44.99 on our website, but you can pick them up at Brownells or Primary Arms or Optics Planet, Aim Surplus for $39.99. Wow. Okay. Uh, Very cool. Day. We've got uh, some more stuff. We've got Dylan out here. It says uh, Precarbs has the only charging handle I put on my AR. So more love from Good. Dylan. Thanks, and, Dylan. Uh, and a ghost out there. We were talking about ghost earlier. Uh, says, uh, I didn't realize the Warhammer was was his. Says, I have one uh, on his battle rifle and on his uh, Foxtrot mic. So, yeah. Cool. There you, so there you go. Uh, also says there, that's his favorite charging handle, he says. So good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now the ears I'm looking at, I was looking there when we brought the website up just for a quick second. Um, are the ears, is the ears one piece or two piece? Is it two it's pieces two. or one piece that rocks? Okay. Yep. So they're, they're independent of each other. Okay. Yeah. So you operate the left latch if you're looking down the rifle barrel mm-hmm. and it'll open up, or sorry, the right latch, it'll open up the left hook. Where right. it looks in your upper. Gotcha. And then, and then the other yeah. one operates independently. So there's some springs right. inside. Sure. Yeah. So tweaking all so, so tweaking all that for sure. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um 
Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, I can see, so I can see what you're saying with the, particularly with coyote hunting. And I mean, down here uh, in Texas with pigs as well, there's a lot mm-hmm. of folks that uh, do the nighttime hunting with uh, thermal. And thermal, if you've never ran it, is all up in the way of everything. Yeah. Uh, yes, you know, big, is. big honking <laughs> units and everything mm-hmm. else. So, yeah, um, definitely a good option. And prior to this, I mean, my experience, I don't even know what it's called, but it's not even a charging handle. It's a, it's an ambidextrous oversized latch uh, that's on most of, most of my ARs because that was, that was the technology or whatever, 10 plus years ago, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's something to be said about this one. Uh, and I was able to see it, uh, even though I don't have any experience with it, I was able to see it there at SHOT Show, um, the slim profile compared to that, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's handy because it's ambidextrous. It's got the serrations, it's got the serrations that's easy to grab. But at the same time, it's not too much, right? It's not overpronounced. It sort of strikes a balance. So is that something mm-hmm. that you guys were looking to do? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you're we're always trying to take off, you know, use as little material as possible. And I mean, ours, so ours comes in at like 0.98 ounces, which a charging handle doesn't weigh that much, but ounces, you know, ounces or pounds kind of. So we do, we wanted to make it as low profile as possible. You don't need it high to, you know, at least from my experience and a lot of our, we have a lot of guys that test our stuff for us who are in the military or competition shooters. So like we have a shooting team. And we sponsor right. that does a lot of help our development for us. Right. So, uh, yeah, ghost out there, a whole other use here. Uh, but he says, uh, he likes that he can run the charge and handle with his left hand and it allows him to keep, you know, his finger and, and mm-hmm. all of that in place. So, yep. Uh, yeah. That's a definite plus of having Ambi. Yeah. And, and two with the latches being so it's, it's actually the same width across as a radian uh you know give or take a tenth and of an inch and but it's easier to the since the profile is kind of more of a rounded towards you rather than rounded out you can actually so say you get a stuck case or something you stick that latch you can either mortar your rifle that's what a lot of guys say to do right. to get that stuck case out but if that doesn't work because it doesn't work 100 percent of the time you stick your latch on the edge of a hard surface or table Mm-hmm. And you just smack the butt of the gun, yeah. And it it'll either rip the rim off your case because that's really stuck, right. or your case will come out. <laughs> right, right. But the charging handle won't snap. Correct. At least, at least yeah, we it. haven't had one break yet. So if okay, you break one, you know, maybe we'll give you a prize. You, you've accomplished know. something, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now Calaveras got a has got a great question because there are different platforms out there. He says, are they compatible with the uh, AR-10 LR-308 or only the the 15? I know you talked about nine millimeters earlier. So what do you offer the Warhammer for exactly? Yeah, so we've got an AR-15 and that is, per, it's a mil spec. So most AR-15s are the same. So 300 blackout, a nine millimeter PCC in an AR platform. The AR-15 one will work for all of them okay as long as your upper is mil spec um we haven't had really uh they don't there's not a lot of companies that really make uppers that are not mil spec in the ar-15 platform i actually can't think of any and we haven't run into any (laughs) right so ar-10 is a different story we do make one for the ar-10 uh there if you check our website there is a compatibility list with what it is compatible with that we know for sure and then a list that's not compatible with that we know for sure. Um, but ours sticks to the DPMS uh, platform. So AR-10, LR-308, SR-25, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll work like an Aero Precision M5E1 or, or yeah, M5E1. They are their DPMS profile. So they'll work in, in those. Those are the most common ones right. that we see. Uh, yeah, over there on the website, uh, that's the Warhammer Mod 2 308 AR. Yeah, and if, if you scroll down for those that are in, of course, audio, 
Uh, right. There it is, compatible with and not compatible with. Sometimes yes. that's sometimes the not compatible with is more important than the compatible with. So yes, it's good to see that you have both because you can answer either question, right? Yep. So that's uh, that's nice. Um, speaking of the compatibility, uh, you know, we've already you've already we've already mentioned uh, Foxtrot Mike. Um, how many? How many companies do you know that are using the Warhammer nowadays in their in their builds or have it as an option even? Sure. Um, you know, I mean, as for companies who run solely the Warhammer, uh, Foxtrot Mike, and they came out with a new like forward charging uh, buffer tubeless buffer tubeless. There's obviously a buffer system inside the upper, but so they obviously don't need a charging handle, but any any standard AR9 PCC that they uh, sell, they run our charging handles. Mm -hmm. Tech USA runs all of oh, our wow. charging handles. Um, and then War Dog Industries and Iron City Rifle Works. Okay. So there's just a few off the top of my head. I guess right. I have to go look. And there could be now. and there could be companies that you don't even know about, right? I mean, yeah. Well, there, yeah. I can't keep oh, track of them all. Happen. I just right. <laughs> right which is a good thing and so and so that goes into i mean it was interesting you mentioned um all the different outlets from brownells to uh to optics planet so forth and so on yep. um there was a, a comment i don't remember if they put it down before this we ever went live if they put it down in the comments below or what but i remember a comment come in it was like shortly after i had this scheduled that we're talking about stock and availability Mm -hmm. So where are you guys sitting? I mean, over the last two years, especially uh, supply chains have been crazy, anything and everything else. Uh, I know factories that had to adhere to social distancing rules. There's just all kinds of, of madness. Right. Um, has that affected you guys at all? And where are you currently sitting with being able to get the, the stuff out to those locations to be sold? So we have, so we you know, fortunately, we we got in it before, you know, COVID hit. So we kind of had a supply chain going. So every single time we'd come in for, say, we, like all of our parts are extruded, extruded aluminum, and then okay. we cut down from there to save material as much material as possible. Right. And you know, every month it was like, hey, we're three months out. Hey, we're four months out. Hey, now, just you know, last week we're six months out on material. So we've just had to buy more material and we just have to float money longer. So right. that's the way that we've been doing it. We have been keeping uh, stock and we try and keep three to six months inventory in, in stock at all times. Okay. Um, in case things get crazy. But so what would, I mean, what would you say in a, in a situation where like that person was talking about, you know, he had checked several places and they were out of stock just, keep checking back and because you think production yeah. is healthy at this point yes production's healthy they should be in stock everywhere if they're not in stock send me a message because i need to call that company <laughs> right there you go um, there you go sometimes that's uh that's what it takes right mm. uh constitutional carpenter out there he says sounds like my next charging handle yes so, sir there you go like joshua said uh they're out there they are yep. out there Yep. And uh, and I'm kind of thinking the same way. The big bulky one that I'm talking about that I've got on my Yankee Hill SBR. Yes, I said Yankee Hill. That's how old that build is. <laughs> Yankee Hill was the thing back in the day, man. Oh, it um, still is. It's but still. Uh, it's pretty good stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that charging handle's got awful. So it's like, eh, yeah, I might need a war. A, uh, yes. A war ever on that one before it's, before it's said and done. Um yeah, Calaveras out there too saying uh might need to get one of these for his 25 45 sharps yes. and then eventually eventually one for the 45 Raptor. Obviously he likes weird calibers, but yes. He's from Never California. Shot 2545. Sounds he's fun. From, he's from California, so we'll give him a pass on the weird <laughs> calibers, I guess. So other uh other than the Warhammer, I mean that's that's the that's the bread and butter, right? That's what you yep. guys started with and and started running with. Um where did the company go from there? How's it progressed from, you know, the, the days of, Hey, we've got the Warhammer. Now what? Sure. So we had the Warhammer and now we got the Warhammer mod two. That's the only thing we, we sell for, for Warhammers, AR 10, AR 15 version. 
then we started, I mean, shortly after we started a muzzle device lineup. Okay. And everything that we do for, for Breek Arms is, is kind of, it's, uh, we try to keep it, you know, the KISS method, keep it simple. Sure. And so manufacturing techniques is a big deal to keep it, keeping it the price point low because we just want it to be affordable for everybody. Right. There's right. a the market of super duper cheap stuff out there that who knows where it comes from. Some of us do. And then there's the stuff that's just extremely expensive. Right. And so we just, we want to fall in between there because it doesn't cost that much to make to make this stuff when, right. when you got, you know, intelligent machinists. So, right. and we do. So the guys we work with are, are great. And the flash, so we came out with a outside. So there's a few features for our outside threaded lineup. That's really only uh, what we offer right now. And, and we have a three more designs um, being produced right now. So they've been tested. Oh, wow. They're getting they're in queue to get produced. So I'd say within a few months here, we'll have three more designs. So now, when you say you have three more designs, what I'm looking at is, is right now uh, on the website yep. is basically two flash hiders and then the castle blast shield. So yep. are you talking about two different additional designs of flash hider? Two additional designs of muzzle brakes. Okay. A single port and a two port. Okay. And then a, cage i call it our cage style flash hider it's it looks very similar to the three prong flash hider here that you see right um so i'm trying to think of a you know i think phantom has a oh god can't think of the company's name but they've got a three prong flash hider three tines i guess you'd call it right. so we have a short version and a long version the short version is more for your pccs your short if you want to keep your your system short right um and then the other flash hider is kind of more of a standard length. So, and then on the outside, we thread them to 13 sixteenths by okay. 16, which is a, it's a common thread to, you know, catch some solvents. Right. And gotcha. for our, and specifically made for our blast shield. Right. Gotcha. And then the purpose of the blast shield, directing everything forward. Correct instead of the uh the side so what what type of difference does do you find that that makes like the people love your love you love you better on the range if you have something like that if people are shooting yeah. beside you or basically yeah i mean so if you've ever shot like a seven and a half inch uh two two three it kind of like the concussion almost yeah. gives you a headache yeah. um with a especially with like a with a muzzle brake i don't recommend people do that but yeah some people yeah. do and so, yeah, it's, I guess it's way more pleasant to shoot it, but then also you can twist it off and you still have the option to keep your, keep your, uh, muzzle, you know, down using a muzzle brake gotcha. when we, when we come out with them, of course, but flash header, same thing. I mean, it's, it does help tremendously with, right now when you, when you do the, the blast shield, um, have you done any testing for point of aim point of impact is, is there any shifts that you notice when you do that no so you know we like everything we run is is on cnc lathes so this the very centered i mean we don't have much, mm -hmm. much run out at all the the uh flash hiders they open up to disrupt more gas so to for like flash suppression you want to disrupt as much gas as you possibly can when it comes out of your rifle correct so we have two ways of doing that. One is we open up that bore quite a bit. So nothing ever touches the bullet. Right. And even, even with muzzle brakes, it should never touch. And then we also thread the inside of the flash hider. So if you look closely at a picture of one, you can see really coarse threads going on the inside of the flash hider, which does an even better job of disrupting a gas. And we haven't, uh, we don't have any scientific tests for you yet but we will. <laughs> and it'll, it, we like, it's a pretty incredible how much difference that makes. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get recoil to, they've got that big article that's got like a hundred different flash hiders and they test the flash hider capability, flash suppression capability. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I think ours would stack up pretty dang well against some of the top names. So, 
a, a lot of people, I know that we have some new folks to firearm ownership that, that watch the videos, listen to the podcast, that sort of thing. And I think this is really important because I, I know we've talked about, we've said muzzle devices. We've said, what else have we said? We've said flash hider and we've said muzzle, muzzle brakes. Yeah. Uh, there's also compensators. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, and none of those are suppressors. It's worth right. pointing that out. Um, so, what in your definition? How does that? How does those break up? As far as if somebody's looking at it, if they are looking at a flash hider, let's say a compensator or a muzzle brake, how do those sure. definitions break down? At least in your mind, how would you explain yeah. that to a new firearm owner? Yeah. So I would say top level, like the category for anything you put on the end of your barrel is a muzzle device. Correct. So then you start breaking down into, I think there's two categories. Like and, what does it do right from there? Right. Yep. So yeah. a flash hider is one category. And then the other subcategory is muzzle brake slash compensator. Uh-huh. You can correct me. People can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would agree I with that. And this is your terminology and your, that's why I'm asking you. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So we, we keep like flash hider, muzzle brake. Right. And so flash hider suppress flash height Dis- flash disrupts the flash right correct muzzle brakes keeps your muzzle down it breaks your make breaks your muzzle rise or however you want to think about it keeps so it it's not designed to the way i would say is a a muzzle brake slash compensator is designed to direct the muzzle gases in a certain way to achieve yep. a certain goal basically right yep like the the flash component disrupting the flash is like as long as it disrupts the flash who cares how it disrupts the flash right right but if you're trying to reduce recoil you're going to want a different pattern on that brake than if you're trying to do something else with it right trying to keep the muzzle rise down right recoil versus muzzle rise would be two different styles of, of brakes or you could potentially incorporate both of those i'm guessing into one as well Yep. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got some designs out there that do that. Right. It's hard to, I mean, you can't get, you can't get the best of both worlds, unfortunately. Right. You get into a lot of minutia sometimes, you know, when, when mm-hmm. people are talking like that, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Cause I, you know, I know people that have conflated before, like I said, we're not talking NFA items. We're not talking suppressors or even in the case of that, of that blast shield, but because it goes on the end of a, firearm right sometimes mm-hmm. people conflate the two and they go oh yep. well you've got a threaded barrel that's scary oh my god and it's like no it's it's been that way for a very long time yep. <laughs> it's actually normal mm-hmm. um so we've got calaveras out there uh yeah he says weird caliber he is a weird guy we know it bro we know it <laughs> um but he also says he says are outside threads compatible with a particular brand of suppressor so you talked about um essentially you know, the solvent trap issue and stuff like that. Do you know of any suppressors that use that thread pattern? No, not at this time. There, I don't, I don't know either. Of you said that was what? 13 sixteenths? 13 sixteenths inches by 16 TPI threads per inch. Yeah, I don't either. Now, that you could possibly run an adapter, but then I don't know what would be the point of running a thread adapter for that. Yeah, that's something we've been tossing around i mean there's two good uh qd suppressor mount lockup systems the q the chemo mount and the asr mount i mean they kind of have the i think they they're the best mounts out there right now so and they're open source so that's something we've you know been we've contacted them about to look yeah putting our designs on those and those types of mounts but i'm not really sure where we're at there i I don't want to promise anything so maybe next year when you have me on here again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It will definitely, uh, will definitely bring you back. We've got, uh, South Park RX out there. He says, uh, I grabbed a t-shirt yes. as an add on with his Warhammer purchase. He's like a great t-shirt design. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's bring this up. I've got the, I've got the shirts here. They are, I'm not sure which one he's talking about, but they're all good. Uh, they all, uh, they all look really good. I love the idea. And you know what? For fifteen bucks, good gracious! I mean, 
that's pretty good buy on a on a t-shirt. If um, you uh, buy a Warhammer, you get one for I think it's ten bucks. Really? Remember, right? Okay. Yeah, so it's an add-on, and we we are kind of low on t-shirts. We're, we're we got another shipment coming here. They're, right. They're, uh, they'll be here soon. So buy a Warhammer, get a free get a t-shirt for ten bucks. I can't remember. There's right. an add-on. Right. button i should know these things you should but that's should. okay that's okay we won't we won't hold you to it we won't hold you to it um yeah. you know i like the way that you've got print multiple location print on those shirts so many companies just do uh you know they would come in here and we're going to talk about t-shirts really thanks yeah. southpaw yeah. rx we appreciate it um but uh hey i'm wearing uh, one they, they are super comfortable I uh I like the way the multi print. So many companies just will throw on the back of the front, throw their logo or do something like that, and mm -hmm. it's like, come on, you know, yeah. what if somebody's see looking at you from a different angle or whatever, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, we've got a good T-shirt production company. Uh, yeah, Costello Carpentry says digging those flash hiders. So sweet. Uh, more uh more love out there. Um. So what else? I mean, Warhammer, we've got the charging handles. We've got the muzzle devices. Is there anything else? You were talking about some hand guards or something at SHOT Show, weren't you? Yeah, so we recently launched our, we call it our rigid rail system. And this is our, it's our generation two. So we got, it's called the RG2 because we like to use acronyms that nobody understands. Sure. Until you, <laughs> that's, that's what most people do. Uh so the rigid rail system is a wedge style system. So there you go, out of stock. Um, we're gonna we're out of stock on barrel nuts, which we got a company here that's working on a few uh, about ten minutes from us. They're making some barrel nuts for us. Right. But yeah, we we it's a wedge system. So two aluminum wedges will slide into a channel. So yeah, there should be a picture there that's got an exploded view. Kind of yeah, that that works. But yeah, it's got, uh, they kind of match the contour of the barrel. And then there's a channel in the barrel too, so that these wedges, we have a bolt coming from each side. Mm -hmm. It squeezes that barrel nut into the handguard. So it, it puts equal pressure all the way around it rather than like pinching it at the bottom. There's a lot of handguard designs out there that just squeeze the bottom. Yes, there are. Um, and we, Recommend people to torque them to 60 inch pounds. Inch and pounds. That's inch pounds again. Inch so. pounds. Yeah. Foot pounds. <laughs> right. Right. Not going to be good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, they're extremely tough and they are the, you know, you can see the, well, the price points, we, they range from four in 4.25 inch all the way to 15 inch uh, right. design. So yeah, it was the 15 there. Yep. So, Hundred bucks, ninety nine ninety nine is MSRP. You can buy them from Brownells Primary Arms for eighty nine ninety nine for a and that, inch. And that's everything. I mean, that's all the the wedges, the hardware you're talking about. Yep, well, that's a little better view, I think, of what we were looking at there. So right. kind of how it works, right there. Yep. Um, yeah, for that style of a handguard, I mean, I gave this was years ago, and I can't even remember what brand it was, but. Uh, you know, I think 150 bucks <laughs> and I don't think yeah. I don't think that's uncommon nowadays to see no. handguards for 150 bucks so no I'd uh, say that's where most of them land 150 yeah bucks. yeah so uh so not bad so was there a reason you decided they were gonna move now into the into the handguards um you know we're we're trying to build like all AR components and this seemed to be the best next step um and yeah i mean there's there's uh there are a lot of handguards out there but you know we were able to build them for a price point that we think makes a lot of sense for people so we think that it'll be a pretty popular item uh they've been out for like five four or five months so right uh now, they've been doing well yeah now along with uh along with the handguards do you guys make any type of you know angled grips hand stops Things like that is that, or is that something down the line that you're thinking about? Yeah, not at this time. We're, you know, a lot of hand stops and and grips. They're molded plastic, and so we haven't right. quite gotten to the 
to the mold of plastic, which I think makes the most sense. I mean, these plastics are super duper strong right. and very inexpensive. Uh, well, to make. I know I a lot of uh, I know a lot of guys. They are they're really into their hand stops or or mm -hmm. grip or whatever, sort of matching the hand guard, right? That same styling, the same type cuts, and yeah, and, and all of that. So, uh, might be a uh, might be a next step for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've got ideas. Sure, we've got ideas. Plenty of ideas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not so much on the time and the money. Usually right. is the way that Not the way that works. <laughs> uh, Warsaw Patriot out there. Uh, it's got a question. He says, how, how strong are the screws? He said, I've broken screws. What I've tightened the handguard screws, uh, are they hardened? So, yeah, it's uh, a, it's a hardened steel alloy. Um, there have you broken ours specifically, I guess. I'm going to say no. Cause he says I've broken in the past. Yeah. yeah. Well, you buy one, you go to 60 inch pounds <laughs> And, but I, well, I was showing off one time to these, get to this gun shop nearby uh -huh. and I was like, oh, these are, these are the, you know, the best. They never break. And I took my DeWalt impact driver and it's a T27. Okay. Not a T25, but I had a T25 bit in my screwdriver uh -huh. and I put it in there and I ran that thing and I stripped the, the T25 bit before I, before you before I stripped it. any screws. So. Well, that was your problem. That was your fault. That was my fault. <laughs> but the, you know? the screws did not strip. So Right. Right. <laughs> that's um, the moral of the story. So you've got steel screws threaded into, so is the wedge system of steel as well? The wedges are 6061 aluminum. Okay. I, so I the screws, what you, are the screws screwing into, I guess? The wedges. So it takes the okay. wedges and it squeezes the wedges together. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So the, the steel is screwing into the aluminum. Yeah, the steel bolts screw into the aluminum wedges mm -hmm. and they push the steel barrel nut up into the squeeze gotcha. it on the handguard. Gotcha. I know that sometimes you can run into an issue and that's probably where your torque specification comes into play, right? But I yep. know sometimes when you're dealing with a combination of steel and aluminum, seen it on several firearms, particularly with uh, rails for optics and things like that, that uh, you can you can definitely have some some issue if you're not careful there. Right. Uh, different types of metal. Mm -hmm. um, I usually rectify that by a little bit of aluminum anti-seize usually. Yep. Um, yep. And that'll that'll solve your problem. Not too much, but just, just a, a little, little bit. bit. Just a little bit. And if just you're like you said, if you're torquing properly, uh, odds are you're not gonna you're not going to see much of an issue. So, yep. cool. Uh, good Lord, we've covered the handguards. We've covered the Warhammer. We've covered the, the muzzle devices. Uh, it went by quick. But um, is there anything else that we that you guys do under the, the Breek Arms banner that we should discuss? Um, so we, <clears throat> we kind of started out to, I guess I didn't mention this before, but we do sell other components uh, that other manufacturers make uh, mm -hmm. and, and we essentially said okay well we want to offer we want to try and offer uh an all-around like ar-15 package or at least you can shop in, at Breek arms and you can get most of the parts pretty much except the lower like a kit uh, basically build your yeah, own kit i mean style thing yeah you can get those parts from our website we only use parts that we know work and if we and from you know well-known manufacturers so so normally we just say like if you buy a part from us you can trust it if you have a problem with it we have a lifetime warranty so just send it back no issue with us evan yeah he'll take care of you right good dude so micah out there say don't forget to say hi to mom hey that's my brother <laughs> so there you go <laughs> um uh, yeah i mean that makes sense i guess to do that right um and so I guess you guys don't sell anything on your site that requires an FFL, correct? Nope. We don't sell any serialized parts at this time. Nice. Okay. So there is a okay. shop about 10 minutes from our place, a gun shop, and he, Reaper Arsenal, okay. out of Brandon, South Dakota. So he builds, he's got his own line of Reaper Arsenal uh, AR-15s, and they use all of our parts to gotcha. build his rifles. 
Well, I noticed that I'm seeing under the brake arms, I'm seeing bolt carrier groups, I'm seeing gas blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, is that things you guys produced, or is that, or is those things farmed out? Those are farmed out. Yeah. Okay. So there's like a shop in Louisiana that we use, and they make mm-hmm. they make you know gas blocks and some other parts. So we just said, okay, we'll just sell those too. Yeah, and a lot of folks don't realize that, but that's pretty common. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, very common. You know, a lot of people are like, hey, you know, I got so-and-so bolt carry group. And it's like, you realize that that's the same as this one and this one and this one and this one. Yeah, uh, it is. It's got I mean, a different logo. Yep. That is very true. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, especially sometimes when you compare things like that and, and you're looking at price in particular, it's mm-hmm. amazing what you pay for a laser etched logo sometimes. Yep. Uh, yeah, we like to keep it simple. Crazy. We do everybody's yeah. favorite color with, you know, which is black. Well, what would you say? I mean, if somebody, let's just go bare bones basic, right? So, so let's say I'm in the market for standard five, five, six, 16 inch, right? Um, and it's like, okay, I've already got whatever, a blim lower from Brownells or PSA or wherever it might be. Do you know rough ballpark about what you could finish that out with from Freak Arms? Hmm. We do complete uppers. Oh, okay. Um, so for about 400 bucks, you can get a complete upper, test fired, assembled, mm-hmm. and then ballistic advantage barrel. Uh, we do dry film lube in our uppers, upper receivers. Mm-hmm. And so you can run them dry or wet whatever you like and then we yeah finish it out with i mean there's there's still a few components that we're missing um i would suggest just buying a lower parts kit with a simple grip and buffer tube kit with a simple stock and i think i mean at the end of the day you could probably build one for six a really nice one for 700 bucks right and that's not the market today it's not that's not bad Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, especially for... when you're getting into like the access, you know, high right. end accessories. If you're doing run of the mill stuff, I mean, yeah, DPMS sells there, or well, I don't know if they still do. Well, Smith I just saw one for like four hundred dollars, and I was like, geez. yeah, the Smith and Wesson MMPs can get down there too, right? So, yeah, uh, but you're talking about some upgraded. Yeah, those stuff. are plastic handguards. Yeah, you know, uh, regular charging handle. I don't even know what the steps made out of either. Right. Well, sometimes you have to weigh that out too. I mean, I've heard people say, well, just go buy your first AR and upgrade as you go. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I don't disagree with buying your first AR out of the box, right? Factory out of the box. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Where I sort of disagree is buying that and then upgrading as you go. It's like, you got all these leftover parts. You're spending all this money on extra parts when if you just and this is and the time. It's the way I went years ago. My first mm-hmm. was was out of the box. It was the DPMS Panther. Uh, and I was like, oh, I could I could put these together. Cool. And every one since has been put together, purpose driven for like mm-hmm. this is my coyote rig, this is my pig, this is my deer hunting, this is my you know, for suppressed rounds, this is for, you know, yep. 200 yards shots, you know, whatever the case may be, right? Uh, this is my precision bench ARs, that that type of scenario. Um, and you come out a lot, a lot cheaper overall without the extra components laying around. Not that it's a bad idea to have extra components laying around, but I find that if you have extra components laying around, eventually you're going to spend the money and build another rifle. Usually, yeah. Which, yeah, usually you got to uh, fit it. You got everything's got to not sit there and fit together. <laughs> right, I right. It. it happens. So, um, yeah, for those following along, uh, breakarms.com, we were checking that out. Uh, yeah, before I guess before we get out of here, uh, let me uh, work on closing the poll out because I forgot the poll was out there. So, give me a couple of uh, minutes to vote on that. Thanks for everybody who has. Uh, do you like to accessorize your firearms was the poll question. And uh, yes, I do at 81% right now. No, I do not at 19%, which I don't know what's wrong with those people. But uh, everybody's entitled <laughs> to, their, to their opinion. Uh, and we'll check the finalized poll on that here uh, in a second. 
We've got a uh, constitutional carpenter. What's he saying here? He says, not going to lie. Believe I'm sold on my next upper. So there, there we go. That's uh, cool. always nice to hear. Um, social media that you guys are on. Um, do y'all work that pretty regularly and which ones do you work? Yeah. Instagram and Facebook are kind of our two. We haven't had a ton of manpower, uh, till recently. So we should be, I think we're hit posts once a week now. So, um, and doing sales once a week. So, or well, not sales once a week, sorry, hitting posts once a week and sales every once in a while, like president's day weekend. We got another one running, uh, BCGs for like 67 bucks. Whoa. And a Warhammer for thirty-eight, so one hundred five dollars. You can get a Warhammer and BCG. Right, and a and lot of uppers, out. and a lot of complete uppers don't come with those. So, uh, yes, it's good to know where you can pick those up if if mm -hmm. need be, uh, for sure. Yeah, so, Instagram, Facebook, and yes, we're we're on there. So shoot awesome. us a message if you need anything. Very good stuff. So uh, yeah, that poll. Do you like accessories? Did finish that out. Eighty percent. Yes. 19% no. That's YouTube math. I don't know how they come up with that. Where'd the, where'd the extra 1% go, right? Yeah. Um, I, those were mail-in ballots or something. I don't know what the, the issue was there, but they did not get added. So not my fault. Um, It'd be 110%. I don't know what people apparently then. Right. I don't know what the deal is with that, but <laughs> that only comes to 99%. So I don't know. Uh, but Joshua, thank you for uh, coming on. As, yeah, you as, bet. As you're moving forward, if there's other stuff that uh, you guys are doing you want to talk about, you're welcome back anytime. Just uh, let me know, and we will make it happen. Sure. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I really appreciate it. And so uh, let me switch screens a little bit here and say for everybody that went 50-some-odd minutes now uh, in the audio world and replay, you are a trooper. Uh, so thanks for that. Uh, and if you were live, great questions and uh, love the feedback and everything that we heard out there. So that's what it's all about. Thanks for voting in the polls and all of that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we've got two more podcasts. This is the last one for this week, of course, but there'll be two brand new ones next Wednesday and Thursday. So check those out. Uh, until then, don't forget to chain fire freedom.